Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. It is officially Christmas break, and perhaps you've had a few extra days off thanks to all the snow that we've had in the past week. If you haven't been hit with over 19 inches of snow, high five to you, my friend. It's been a rough one. Lots of shoveling, lots of snow blowing, lots of icy roads. If you live up north and you are dealing with this right now, please be safe. It is slippery out there, and it's quite the winter wonderland, I have to say. Now, today I'm going to go over avoiding a holiday food coma, because the holidays, there's lots of food and lots of social get-togethers, so I want you to start the new year feeling good, feeling fresh, not feeling groggy or lethargic or like you need a detox. Now, don't do a detox. Regardless of how you feel, nobody needs a detox. You don't need to drink lemon water for three days or fast or do excess amounts of fasted cardio. We just get back to our regular habits and we'll talk about that momentarily. But just wanted to put it out there. Nobody needs to detox on Monday, January 2nd. Tip number one for avoiding a holiday food coma, don't restrict yourself. When we restrict, we have cravings. We want those things that we restrict more because people want what they can't have. If you have kids and you tell them you can't have this, they want it more. Well, adults are the same way. Don't restrict. Restriction leads to cravings. Cravings leads to uh, binging or overindulging or simply overeating. And then we feel guilty about it. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Come on, get it together. You know better. Stick to your diet. And because we feel guilt or shame or frustration, then we restrict again. And then that leads to more cravings and more binging. And then it's this vicious cycle. And the best thing you can do is improve your mindset or your relationship with food. So not restricting anything. And I know that might sound scary and that it's going to be out of control. But when we give ourselves full permission to include all foods... We tend to not want those things because they're fair game all the time. So don't restrict. Give yourself full permission to include all foods, whether it's pizza or Christmas cookies or turkey. It doesn't matter. Give yourself full permission to include all foods. And of course, as always, health is the goal. So try to nourish your body at least 80% of the time. And it's okay that the holidays look a little bit different. It's okay that might be there may be a little bit more fun foods, as I call them. That's okay. The goal here is then to eat until you're pleasantly full. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But number one, don't restrict yourself because that leads to overindulging and then binging. And then we go on and on and on in this vicious cycle. Number two is very similar to number one. Number two Don't save your calories. Don't starve yourself all day. 
This leads to a similar outcome to grocery shopping hangry. I haven't done this in a long time, and I think everybody has probably done this at least once in their life. When you go to the grocery store hangry or extremely hungry, it doesn't go well. You end up buying everything because you're so hungry, you have cravings, and we end up spending a lot of money. And we also might feel like we have low blood sugar, we're irritable, we have a headache, we we don't make good choices when we're hangry. This is what we don't want to do before we head to a, a holiday get-together. We don't want to be that hangry person, and we also want to feel good. And when we when we starve ourselves all day or save our calories, it almost always backfires. It leads to overindulging because we justify our actions. Well, I haven't eaten all day, so now I can do whatever I want. Well, instead of mindfully eating 2,200 calories that day, which is our typical intake, we might fast all day and then we might end up eating 4,000 calories because we justified our actions like, oh, I haven't eaten. Now I can do whatever I want. Well, it adds up quickly when you're hangry because, again, we don't make good choices when we're hangry. So what to do instead of starving yourself all day or saving your calories is Eat a lighter breakfast. So instead of maybe a bagel with avocado and eggs, maybe we have some Greek yogurt berries and some sliced almonds. And if our get-together is this big dinner feast, also have a light lunch. So maybe a couple hard-boiled eggs, some hummus and veggies. So we still want to create balance so that we have balanced blood sugars, good energy, but we don't need to have our typical larger meals and snacks. Number three, move your body and move your body for the right reasons. You don't need to earn your food and you don't need to punish yourself. Move your body because you can. Move your body because it feels good. Move your body because when you sit all day, you tend to be more tired. You don't have to work out to earn your dinner or you don't have to Work out the day after Christmas to burn off what you ate. That's not a healthy relationship with food or exercise. Just move your body because you can. Exercise is a celebration that you can move. It's okay if your gym is closed for four days. You're not going to lose everything you've worked for by taking two or three days off of the gym. And it's good to take a break for recovery, for mental health, One of the things I love to do when it's the holidays or Thanksgiving because I'm with family is just to go for walks, going for walks before meals, in the morning, after meals. It's nice to just take a break from the weights and the treadmill and just spend time outside with friends and family. Number four, avoid lingering in the food zone, especially if you're a grazer. Let's talk about what that means. So, Usually during the holidays or any holiday like Easter or Thanksgiving, for example, there's typically what I call a food zone where there's a section of the person's house that has like a lot of appetizers or snacks or platters and they're just out for hours. This is the food zone and I'm a grazer. And so in order for me to not waste my appetite on things like crackers and cheese, which which I can eat year round, 
I can't hang out in the food zone. And so if you're a grazer, if you know that about yourself, consider not hanging out right next to the food because it's very easy to mindlessly snack. And when we pick at platters, it's hard to assess how much we're eating. And so if you struggle with grazing, my best recommendation is to not stand next to all the appetizers and snacks. What I would recommend if you are a little bit hungry and you definitely want to snack before the big entrees come out is to go up to the appetizer area, aka the food zone, grab a little plate, put some snacks on it, and then go sit down and enjoy your appetizers. But I don't recommend hanging out in the food zone if you struggle with constantly grazing. And that leaves me to my next point, number five, which is use a plate and eat seated. So whether it's appetizers or the entrees, like maybe you're doing turkey or ham or I know at our Christmas with Shane's family, we we did lasagna and we celebrated a few days early. Use a plate and sit down. We are way more mindful when we eat seated. So I challenge you to always use a plate. I know it's fun to graze. I love grazing, but I challenge you to use a plate, especially if you struggle with mindfulness. So grab a plate, eat seated, and this is going to help you process your intake and assess your satiety and fullness, which I'll go over um, in a few points here. But once you grab a plate or even before you grab a plate, scope out all of your options beforehand. So that's number six. And consider eliminating things that you can enjoy year round. So oftentimes the holidays, we have special foods that we only eat once a year, maybe because your grandma made it or your aunt or your mom, or maybe it's your grandpa or your uncle. So Back to kind of the cheese and crackers uh, from lingering in the food zone. Like, I'm not going to snack on little cheese cubes and crackers because I can eat that all the time. But I'm definitely going to go for those Swedish meatballs or the sweet and sour meatballs that my mom makes because she only really makes that once a year. Yes, I can make her recipe in March or in July, but that's just her thing. She makes them. And... When I scope out my all my options, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go for the cheese cubes because I can have cheese cubes anytime. There's cheese in my fridge 24-7. So eliminating those foods that are not as exciting or maybe, you know, you can have them all the time. And I am someone that does not like to waste. I say this to my clients all the time. Hey, just a reminder, you don't have to clean your plate. Oftentimes we clean our plates or eat everything that's on it because we were raised to do so. So you were raised in a clean plate club, as they call it, where your parents made you finish everything before getting up and walking away from the table or because you don't like to waste. Those are kind of the top two reasons that I deal with as a coach. And if you don't like to waste, what I recommend is to serve yourself a little tiny bite of everything that you want to try before giving yourself a bigger serving. So if you have a potluck party with your friends and family and there's 
20 different dishes and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to try them all. Great. But instead of putting a giant serving on your plate of like, oh, here's a big scoop of this and a big scoop of this, just put yourself almost like a tablespoon size little bite of everything and then you can try it without wasting and then you can go back and actually give yourself uh, an appropriate serving of whatever was your favorite. That's how we can prevent waste. And because let's say you put a giant serving of potato salad, for example, and you take a bite and you're like, oh, I don't really love it. Well, you don't need to finish it just because it's there. And if you don't like to waste, then definitely go with the tablespoon method where put a tablespoon of everything, try it, and then you don't waste anything and you go back for your favorites. Number seven, and I've mentioned this a few times, is assess your hunger and fullness cues during the main course or the main meal. And this is something that we teach our clients to do all the time, but especially when going out to eat, going on vacation, or holiday get-togethers because there tends to be just so much food. So the goal when eating a big meal is to, one, eat seated, right? Grab a plate, eat seated. It's to aim to eat until you are slightly or pleasantly full. So almost like you're 80 to 85% full. You might be asking, well, how do I know if I'm slightly full? Well, the key is to eat slowly. If we eat really fast, we're probably not going to feel any fullness cues, which is tip number eight, eat slowly and don't forget to breathe. So we'll kind of combine those two, seven and eight. Signs that you're slightly full might be a deep breath or a sigh. I see that a lot when I go out to eat with groups. People like, <sighs> and then they keep eating. That that sigh might be a sign from your body saying, hey, we're cut off here. I'm good. Pushing away from the table, shifting your clothes around. Those are typically signs that, that were slightly full or that were already full. So slow down, chew, and breathe. Number nine. Swap your scarcity mindset with an abundance mindset. When we have a scarcity mindset, we often feel as though the food's going to be gone. We have this one opportunity to eat and that's it. Even though usually when it comes to holiday get-togethers, the food is going to be out for hours and there's going to be leftovers. But we still have this scarcity mindset like I have to eat it all in this sitting or I have to eat it all today and then tomorrow I'll be good. That's the scarcity mindset where we feel like it just has to happen now and then that's it. Like the food's going to be gone. It's not going to be available. I'm going to miss out. But the truth is, is that it's almost always still going to be there a few hours later and the next day in most situations. The abundance mindset is reminding yourself that you can eat again in a few hours if you're hungry. You can take food or a dessert to go if you can't eat it all now, especially if you're having your holiday feast with family, like your in-laws or your parents or your siblings. Bring a to-go container. When I go to my in-laws, I usually bring my own Tupperware because one, they're going to try to send me home with food anyway. I might as well just bring my own containers and then we will create balanced meals with the leftovers. So at Thanksgiving, I bring my own container and then I end up with individually portioned meals of turkey and potatoes and green beans, for example. So if you're going to someone's house that you are pretty close to, 
bring your own containers and fill them up with the leftovers. And then you don't feel as though you have to binge or overindulge because you know you're taking leftovers home. So that abundance mindset is just reminding yourself that there is enough. You don't have to eat all right now. You can have more of all the same foods in a few hours if you're still hungry. You can have more tomorrow. You can have more for a few days. So this is something that I love educating my clients on because it's just relevant so many times of year. Even just if you're going out for pizza with friends, instead of eating four slices now, you can have two and take two to go and have them for lunch the next day. The last and final tip is to get back on track right away. And another way of saying that is just get back to your regular healthy habits as soon as possible. Oftentimes, we we might wait for Monday or when it comes to Christmas time, we might wait until the new year. Let's just get right back on track the next day. And what I teach my clients is follow fun with fuel. So instead of overindulging for the entire week, Christmas Eve through New Year's Day, we just get back to our regular balanced breakfast the next day. And we go back to the gym. We go back to our movement goals, getting our steps in. There's no need to wait for a Monday or for the new year or the end of the summer or the end of the winter. Don't wait. Just get right back on track right away. We don't need to let it snowball any further. We just enjoy our Christmas feast or our holiday dinner until we're pleasantly full. If we're hungry later, we have more. If there's leftovers, we can eat them the next day and we just get right back to our healthy habits. Those are the 10 tips for avoiding a holiday food coma. One, don't restrict yourself. Two, don't starve yourself all day. Three, Move your body because you can. Four, avoid lingering in the food zone. Five, scope out your options beforehand. Six, use a plate and eat seated. Seven, assess your hunger and fullness cues before and during the meal. Eight, eat slowly and don't forget to breathe. Chew your food. Nine, Have an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset. And then 10, get back to your healthy habits as soon as you can. I hope this was helpful, everybody. If you're traveling, please travel safe. And I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at DannyVRD or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.